You're listening to Tell Them How It Is with Caitlin Fashe. Hello, welcome back to yet another episode of Tell Them How It Is. I'm your host, Caitlin Fashe, and this is where we own who we are and tell people exactly how it is. I'm so happy to have you joining me today. We have a lot to catch up on. If you haven't listened to the previous episodes, go do so, then come to this one. You only have four to listen to. You can do it. Um, This week, I actually had my very first ever guest, which I'm so excited about. Amelie Onstet joined me. She was on tour with Justin Bieber. She's now on a YouTube hit sensation show. We're going to get all into it, but before we do that, let's get into some updates on me, myself, and I. How am I doing? Girl, do I have some updates for you. I am kind of on the struggle bus this week, I'm not going to lie, but we're going to get all into it. And like I said, if you're here to listen to Amelie, that is coming very shortly, so don't go anywhere. Okay, so first things first, let's talk about my newfound journey with coffee. So if you know me, I have had a love-hate relationship with coffee. Let me let me just say that first. I go through phases where I'm like, yes, let's get some coffee. And then I go through phases where like, my body just cannot handle it. I feel like I am on another planet when I drink it. And I just don't feel good for the rest of the day. So I've been in the place where like, yes, I'll have a cup of coffee every once in a while. It's always iced. I never go for hot coffee, even when it's summer and a million degrees outside. We're always drinking the cold coffee. Now, I'm not the type of person who needs coffee to survive, to get their energy in the morning. Like I know my parents, for instance, my mom has to drink at least two cups of coffee every day for her to feel herself. I'm just not on that train. I've never been on that train. Coffee is something that I'll drink because I like the taste. I don't really like the way it makes me feel if we're being honest, if we're being real. And it also jacks up my stomach. We're going to get all into it. So I've been on a no coffee kick lately. I got into matcha for a while there. I was making homemade matchas and I was doing Starbucks matchas with a shot of espresso. So a little bit of coffee. And if you haven't tried that, it's called the dirty matcha and it's bomb. I highly recommend. But anyways, I feel like coffee is just appearing more and more in my everyday life, especially this last week. I had a friend come over for a pool day and she was like, oh, I'm going to stop for coffee. Do you want one? I was like, hey, sure, why not? The rest of the day, I had a horrible stomach ache and I went out to dinner that night. Horrible stomach ache all throughout dinner. Maybe that's a sign I shouldn't drink coffee. I should take it as that. Then the next day, I'm hanging out with my boyfriend. He's like, oh, let's check out this cute little coffee shop. He's a coffee connoisseur. And I'm like, sure, I'll get a coffee. I get a coffee. And you know what? My stomach was okay, but the rest of me was not. And then we get to this morning. It was actually my idea to get a coffee and not just any coffee, a cold brew. I said to my boyfriend, how good does cold Starbucks Starbucks's cold foam sound? He's like, yeah, I'm down. So we go. And now I feel like not myself. <laughs> I feel so weird inside. I feel shaky. And now all the memories are coming flooding in as to why I don't drink coffee every day. It's been like three consistent days in a row of drinking coffee. And now I am done. I am not here for it anymore. I do not feel 
very good right now. I did eat before I drank the coffee and I just still feel like I'm shaky, like my whole body is shaky and just like not the best feeling and I didn't even drink the whole thing. That's how sensitive my system is. That just goes to show you like some people, we just ain't built for the coffee life, okay? So I think we are on the hate coffee train now. Probably not gonna drink it. Still a once in a while occasion if it's a really bomb coffee shop. But other than that, we're not drinking coffee every single day. And that is that on that. Next up, oh man, I don't know if my dog has fleas, if there is a spider in my bed or what the situation is, but frankly, I am over it. The other day, I woke up with seven huge When I say huge, I mean massive bug bites all over my body. All over, you guys. It starts on my shin. It goes up to the back of my thighs. Then I have bug bites on each hip. I have a bug bite on the back of my arm. It's just like whatever freaking animal, whatever spider or flea or whatever it was, went to he was angry he was on a mission to ruin my week that spider that flea said i'm coming for you this week caitlin if you once you have not itchy not annoying skin yeah that isn't happening for you this week my dear caitlin i have come to ruin your life and that is what that freaking little pesk did when i tell you i've never been itchier like it is so damn uncomfortable. I've I'm not one to normally get bug bites, but these bug bites are like welts and maybe it's welts because I'm itching it so much, but I don't even know how to relieve the itch. Like I've put lotion on. I don't get bug bites, like I said, so I'm not too sure how to treat it. But all as I know is I feel for all of the people out there that are constantly getting built built (laughs) constantly getting bit by bugs because it is 10 out of 10 the most horrible thing that I've experienced in a while besides losing my voice and my horrible cough that I had which hallelujah is finally gone the antibiotics worked and we are completely on the mend my cough is basically gone as you can tell my voice is feeling 100 so That's positive, I guess. I feel like I'm being a little negative Nancy right now, but the world is just coming for me this week, honey. In way happier news, as I said in the beginning of this podcast, I had my first ever guest join me. And man, do I have to tell you, it was like after I interviewed Amelie, I was on cloud nine. It has been a couple of months, some real talk here. I mean, it's all real talk, but some like deep emotional talk, I should say. It's been a hard couple of months after I parted ways with my last job. The entertainment industry is hard to get into. And, you know, I've been in it for my whole life. I've been dancing since I was three, doing commercials. I was on on a Nickelodeon show. And the last few months, because of COVID, I feel like a lot of people can relate to this. They kind of question, like, why am I doing what what I'm doing? What's my purpose? All of it. And for a while there, I was having a rough go with 
just honestly finding a job in the entertainment industry. It's been really dead because of COVID. There's no new shows. There's not a lot of productions happening. And that's why I started this podcast because I just love being able to sit down and talk and say my candid thoughts and be able to connect with other people and tell their stories and be able to connect with an audience. And I was so happy when I got the opportunity to have my first guest on the show because it's kind of just like a shining light for me. And what can happen with this podcast? The opportunities are honestly endless and it is so exciting to know like this is just the first of many guests to come and the start of a journey where who knows what will end up, but having Amelie on the podcast was like an aha moment. It was like, dude, this is what you were supposed to do. I was lit up. I was on fire. My adrenaline was going afterwards. I just felt the happiest I've felt in a long time. And that's when everything connected to me. And I'm like, this is really what I was meant to do. For a while, I was having second thoughts of, you know, should I keep pursuing the entertainment industry? And after this interview, I just felt like, yes, this is what I'm meant to do. This is my calling and I'm going to keep going for it. So a little mushy, a little sappy for you. But seriously, I had the best conversation with Amelie at the end of our chat. She even said, like, I feel like we just had lunch together. This was so much fun. Like, you are so chill. And I felt the exact same way about her. So if you don't know who Amelie is, let me tell you a little bit about her. She is a super awesome. She's 17. She's an American dancer, model, actress, and YouTube personality. She is originally from Florida and started her career at age seven as a professional dancer. We get into all of her accomplishments so far. She danced on stage with Justin Bieber, the J-Biebs. You got to know that was my very first question. So we talked all about her experience with Justin Bieber and then her dancing career launched her into an acting career and she is on a hit YouTube show, A Teen Sensation. Dude, people go crazy for the show that she's on. So it was really exciting to get to talk to her about that. And then we play a juicy game. So make sure you listen to the whole interview. And at the end of at the end of the interview, I have a couple words for you. And then we're done with today's episode. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll say that now and I'll say it again. Here we go. Let's roll the tape on Amelie Onstead's interview. Hi, Amelie. Welcome to the Tell Them How It Is podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Oh, I'm so excited to, ha- excited to have you. Did you know that you are my first ever guest? Oh my, wait, actually, that is so exciting. Oh. Yes, you're kicking us off with a bang. We have a lot in common as we were talking about off screen. I grew up dancing and you're a dancer. Yes, I love it. (laughs) Talking about dancing, you actually were on Justin Bieber's Purpose Tour, dancing alongside him. When I read that about you, I was like, no freaking way. I'm a huge Justin Bieber fan. So what was that like for you? How did you book that role? 
Yeah. So that experience was like literally insane because it was kind of like what launched my whole career. It like opened the doors for me. It really helped me like find that this is what I wanted to do, which was like so surreal because I was only 12 years old when I danced with him. And it was just basically, it was like a YouTube contest and my mom had seen it and like we had seen it together and she was like, oh wow, this looks kind of cool. And I was like, wait, you actually get to dance with him if you like do it. I was like, let's try it. Like, why not? And I literally submitted my audition like through YouTube, learn the choreography, submitted it three months late. And yeah, three months late and you still got it. Exactly. So we were like, there's no chance that I'm going to get it. I honestly just did it to like practice learning choreography kind of like through video. I was like, oh, this is like a good experience. and just like a good trial. And I remember like months went by after that and like we hadn't heard anything. So I was like, yeah, like we had forgotten, honestly. And my mom like opened her email and like saw it said, congratulations, Amelie, you've been selected out of thousands of dancers. And like, I remember I didn't believe her. She started crying. And then I was like, this is real life. Like what is going on? And a week later I was with him on stage. (laughs) Did you just do one show or did you go on tour with him for like a bunch of shows? So as like a child dancer, he did it where it was like, you got to go and do one show in like the cities because like there's so many like laws and stuff like reliability with like, Oh, believe me. I know it's crazy. When you're a kid, you have to like have certain breaks, the whole thing. It's it's a lot. (laughs) Yeah. It's a lot. I mean, it's awesome that they provide us with that, but yeah. So I got to do one show and it was like, he's seriously like the nicest human. He's so humble. And like, you know, the media says a lot about like, you know, him and other like stars and stuff like that. It kind of like twists things up, but he's really, really a sweet guy and so inspiring I'm a huge Justin Bieber fan I just had a lot since I was little I was like yes Jay Beep so when I saw that I was like okay that's what we got to start with today that's so exciting so on the tour did you get any like time with him did he give you some words of advice maybe yeah so that's what was so cool about it is like going into it I was like okay like are we gonna actually get to like meet him and like talk with him and he actually like normally um I think on a lot of the shows he wouldn't really like it to like have time to connect with the kids and on ours we actually got to connect with him and it was like surreal because like I'm standing there like this little 12 year old and he's like right in front of me and we're just like talking he was like telling us like he was like guys like always remember like stick to your roots remember who you are and always just be yourself and that was something like he said like a lot and it was just something that like still to this day is something that I live by because I think it's so important you know you can get like wrapped up in like the business and other people's lives and situations but it's really just like you got to stay focused and remember how you started so I think that's what got him so far in his career too so it's like he really is telling you like that is how I made it so stay (laughs) stay humble girlfriend right literally exactly which is so cool I loved like just hearing from him was like literally like I said insane I was like ah yeah that is super cool and you've been dancing since you were seven so is it something that you're still keeping up with or what is your relationship with dance now yeah so I started like I started dancing when I was seven just in my little small town it was kind of just like a hobby type thing you know like any kid does they're like let's go try this hobby sport whatever and I still dance every day I try to dance every day I'm always in the studio out in LA I'm always going to all the classes and you know it's like definitely gotten crazier as I've gotten older like it's hard to like get in there all the time because I used to do like competitive dance but I started like once I did Justin everything like that I was like okay I don't really want to stay like in the competitive route like I loved it it was a great 
great experience. But I definitely like and more like love more of like the commercial dancing and kind of like TV dancing. So that's what I've been doing. And I still train. It's like super important to me to like stick again, like stick to your roots, like still be in the studio, still train. Like you can still like every single class, I learn something new or I learn like something that I can take from that class. And I think something that's so inspiring is like especially in LA, you get so many different people coming from like different areas, states, countries. And it's like so crazy to see like the different techniques that they have. And I think that that's what's so cool about dance is that you can learn so much like through other people. Yeah. I feel like the dance industry in LA is where it's at. Like I was actually on a Nickelodeon show when I was little dancing. I, I did both. I did commercial and, and competitive actually all through high school and I loved it. So I think it's interesting, you know, like you're from Florida, right? So coming to LA, I'm sure that was like super eye-opening. You're like, wow, there's like a whole another world of dance here. Exactly. And I think what was really funny, I actually would always go, there's a studio called IAF, one of my, like, I love that, like, when I'm, like, a part of their, like, you know, mentorship and stuff like that, and I always, like, work with him, and it's an amazing studio, and when I first started going over there, um, it was, like, they were, like, oh, like, you're an East Coast dancer, you know, they could tell, and I was, like, what do you mean, and, like, I started to realize that, like, over out in LA, a lot of people are very more, like, expressive and kind of, like, make their styles their own, where, like, in Florida, it's very more, like, technique-based and kind of everyone dance is similar in a way so it was really funny when I first went over because I was like confused yeah that's so interesting and your dance career landed you ended up landing you an acting job on the Brad TV's hit show chicken girls and my audience may be a little bit too old to know what that is so if you guys at home don't know what Brad TV is it's a YouTube freaking sensation they get millions of views on each episode and it's so much fun so what was it like for you joining the brat tv family was it intimidating or what was it like that first day stepping on set yeah so that first day stepping on set i was like really i mean I wouldn't say I was like really nervous. I always get like nerve sighted. I was definitely nervous, but I was also so excited and so grateful for the opportunity and stepping in. I was like, okay, I'm coming in on the sixth season. Everyone knows each other already. They're already friends. They've been working together before chicken girl. So I was like, how is this going to go? I didn't know anyone going into it. And I remember walking through the door and everyone was just like, so welcoming. And they were like, like right away, just introducing each other. We were already like making videos, like cracking jokes right away. And it was so, so humbling and kind of just like an honor to be able to like walk in there and feel so welcomed. And I was so grateful for that because like, you know, there's been sets that I've gone on where it's like you walk in and everyone's kind of like, oh, like, like we already have our groups. You know what I mean? So a little clicky. Yeah, exactly. And so like, even being on set, it's kind of like, I'm sure you know, too, it's like you're the new kid, like at school. So I was a little bit like nervous and walking in, everyone was just so sweet. And now some of them are like my best friends to this day. And it was really, really cool. That doesn't surprise me at all. I've interviewed Annie and Haley and Hayden and Brooke, all of them. They're like the sweetest kids ever. So if, if you had something other to say, I'd be like, that's really surprising because I really just think that they're the nicest like most humble, like you said, kids around and you seem just like that. So I'm sure you fit in perfectly. Thank you so much. Yeah. I think that's, what's cool too, is like we would film and be working on set, but it also just felt like we were having fun and like hanging out, which is like really important too, because if it's just work, it's like that can get a little bit like overwhelming. And I think like being able to balance it and just hang out and have fun is like really what's important. And you played the mean girl and you also had Hayden Summerall as your boyfriend. So what was that like? Was this your first ever role that you've ever played? 
It was. So I had done like a lot of musical theater and like maybe like smaller, like short film type of things and kind of just like, you know, web things. But this was like my first role and like bigger thing that people were really going to see. And I was like, okay, I'm going on. I'm playing Hayden's girlfriend, playing the mean girl that no one's going to like. I was like, like, I'm ready. (laughs) So So you weren't nervous at all. You were like, I'm I'm ready to have an on-screen boyfriend, my very first experience and be the mean girl. I'm here for it all. I was yeah I mean I was just like I remember like the night before I was just watching Mean Girls and I was like okay just channel 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 I was like it's fine I'll pretend to be mean and I'm really not okay let's do it yeah because I'm Sadie and I like everyone's always like are you guys similar and I'm like no we're really not at all like we're both very like outgoing and like to be like very social but that's about it (laughs) I love it okay now I want to know what would be your ultimate dream job where you would think to yourself mama I made it this is it baby oh I love that question I mean I have like a lot a lot of goals and like you know over these next few years like it's hard to kind of like see what's going to happen in the future I'm like super big on just like going with the flow everything happens for a reason but I mean I think some of my like biggest things like would be like to do like Grey's Anatomy or like a series like Vampire Diaries like Stranger Things like something like a main like Netflix show like that would be really awesome or movie I love it. And where can my audience keep up with you now? Is there something coming out of you soon or should they be following you on Instagram, YouTube? Where, where can they be keeping up with you? Yeah. So I'm actually working on a lot of stuff right now. I literally leave for LA tomorrow night. So I'm, Oh, I was in Florida for like a week and now I'm going back, but I've been filming a lot and I'm so excited for like these projects to be announced, but you guys can check out my Instagram at omli.instat for all my updates and just like, kind of like see what's going on, what's happening. Yeah. I love it. And you are on the tell them how it is podcast. So I want to know, do you have a story of a time where you really felt like you told someone how, how it was, you stood up for yourself and you were really proud of yourself. You're like, yes, I just did that. (laughs) You're like, yes, let's go. So (laughs) um, back to like the whole dance kind of subject. When I I started dancing when I was seven and I think like you definitely know the dance industry is very, very cutthroat. It's very competitive. And I think like a lot of people that are like on the outside don't realize like how competitive it is. And I'm always someone who was very like, I want to support everyone and just kind of be able to be like friends with everyone and like a dance family. And I think like at a young age, I really learned like when it comes to like keeping it real, I really learned that like you're really your own supporter in that business. Like everyone's kind of just out for themselves. And it was really crazy to see like when I was like kind of around when I did Justin like 12, 10, I learned like the hard way of like how like extreme girls can take certain things to like really put themselves up and like how sneaky they can be. And I realized like, you really don't have like a lot of friends and you know, like they say you're friends, but you're not. And like, it was really like weird for me to like, kind of accept that. Cause I was like, no, I want to be able to like support everyone. And that's actually when I started doing this, like my whole like motto that I live by be original. That's when I started like, this goes with the keeping it real. I started like saying that as my motto and kind of being like, why can't we all just like do our own thing, be original? And I started saying it, like I would like go around and like say to people, I'd be like, just be original, like be you. Because nowadays it's just like an original is worth more than a copy, you know? Like you can't just keep making copies of other people. Like be who you are, show who you are. And everyone's gonna hopefully love that. And if they don't, that's not your problem, you know? Yeah, and I there's enough space for everyone in the industry. I think that's what people forget is if you're doing well, then someone else thinks that they're not doing, you know? It's like, there's enough room for everyone to be successful. And I think that's like, especially at your age, it's hard to find friends that are 
lifting you up and excited for you as you are, you know, growing in your career, because they can be doing the exact same thing. It's like everyone has a different timing for everything. So I love the saying be original, because if you are being original, then you can be successful too, you know? Exactly. It's just whatever you put your mind to, you can't get distracted by what everyone else is doing. Like you should just be proud of them and happy that they're making their dreams happen because like once it's happening to you, you're going to want people to feel proud. So, you know, exactly. Well, I love that. Be original. I'm going to start saying that too. <laughs> I, love yeah, I love it. Okay. And before I let you go, I have a really quick fun game. It's called own it or oppose it. And basically, I'm going to list off some kind of embarrassing things. And you're going to tell me if you would own doing them. You could have not done them, but you would still own them or oppose it. You have done them. You don't want to admit it or you just totally haven't done it. Okay, I love it. Let's do it. Here we go. So own it or oppose it. Have you forgotten your toothbrush for a sleepover before? Oh, definitely have. <laughs> yeah. All the time. I literally always forget my toothbrush. <laughs> That's the worst. You wake up, you're like, yeah, I don't have a toothbrush. I'll use my finger. I guess. <laughs> it's like a Q-tip. I'm always like, I don't know why I use a Q-tip. I'm like, it's fine, guys. <laughs> don't worry about me. I just have stuff all in my mouth now. It's fine. I love it. Okay. Have you texted someone out of boredom, not because you actually like had a crush on them or liked them? guilty just because I like you being friendly and like sometimes there's times where you feel like lonely and you're like yeah I'll go talk to them (laughs) I feel like everyone's done that you're not alone in that okay have you ever run into a door oh for sure I'm like the clumsiest like being a dancer people are like wow your balance is so nice and then I'm like literally the clumsiest person I fall everywhere (laughs) in the same way the amount of times that I've ran into glass doors is like embarrassing to admit I'm like nope that wasn't me that was someone who looks like me not me I don't know (laughs) I'm the same way it's so bad yeah okay have you ever called someone by the wrong name Oh my goodness. Yes. That always makes me feel so awkward. I'm like, oh, I did not just, and then they don't like tell you that you said the wrong name and then you like find out like a day later and you're like, oh yeah. Are you the type of person that if you do something like that, you keep thinking about it? Because if I call someone by the wrong name, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't stop thinking about it. That was so embarrassing. I'm like the biggest overthinker, like any little situation or like conversation I have, I will rethink it for like the whole night and be like, did I make a mistake? I'm so like scared. (laughs) Me too. I literally do that all the time. Okay. Have you ever snuck out of the house? I actually, this is a fun question. I actually haven't because my parents are like super open about like, you know, just normal life. And I think that's important. Like with the industry is like, I still balance a very normal, like 17 year old life. Cause I think you have to, to like be able yeah. to kind of just keep whatever. So I'm actually super honest with them. So they like know where I'm going and stuff like that. I love that. Cool parents for the win. Yeah. Um, okay. Have you ever worn two different shoes out in public? I did this the other day. I got home from Turks and Caicos and I went to go get my nails. Excuse me. Did you say you got home from Turks and Caicos so casually? Like, oh yeah, I was just in Turks and Caicos. No biggie. What the heck? I love it. It was actually for like, it was for work. I was like modeling. So it was like super fun. That's cool. So I walked into the nail salon to get like a pedicure and I realized that I had two different like slides on and I was like, oh, like I'm not doing this right now like I was too tired and it just showed that's funny that's cute okay and last one have you ever done something embarrassing in front of a crush oh for sure like that's kind of like honestly I've like now I've just embraced that like I embarrass myself a lot so like it's become like oh like it's so funny that I just like am like the one person who like go into the weirdest thing in public just because I'm like 
why not embarrass myself? Like if it's like an awkward situation, like people are uncomfortable, I'm like, all right, I'll put myself out there and be like the stupid one. Like it's fine. So I, I used to be like that when I was younger too. Now as an adult, sometimes I'm like, I'm a little embarrassed of my friends right now, <laughs> but I used to be the one that would like go and pretend to fall in front of people and stuff yeah. like that. Yes, I love it. Oh my goodness. So we cool. sound so much alike. It's like you sound like me. How old are you, by the way? Are you I'm 17? Okay, you sound like me when I was 17. I'm, I'm only 25, but seriously. Yeah, you so young. Yeah, but you are mimicking me when I was younger. It's great. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm like a mini you. I like you. Are, you are a mini me. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Once again, tell everyone, all my listeners, where they can follow you if they didn't get it the first time. Yes, thank you so much for having me. You can find me at Amelie.Anstat on all platforms. Awesome. You guys go follow her, give her a like. And you guys at home listening, don't go anywhere because I will be right back with some more. All right. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Amelie. Like I said, that was my first guest. So there were some audio problems, but I will have those worked out by the time I have my next guest. I hope that didn't bother you too much. But like I said, Amelie was a great guest. If you're listening, Amelie, thank you so much for joining me. I had the best time with you. If you're listening at home and have someone that you would absolutely love to be on the podcast, maybe write a comment or slide into the DMs. I do read my DMs on Instagram. And make sure you're coming back next Tuesday for an all new episode for me to tell you exactly how it is once again.